But I do want to say one thing, though. They, I, I thought this was my building. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Would you give up four first-round selections for Aaron Rodgers? Oh, no. Would no. you give up three first-round selections for Aaron Rodgers if you're the Denver Broncos? This is the Rich Eisen Show. How old is he? 30. He will be 38 years of age. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show. Host of the Dan Patrick Show, Dan Patrick. Two-time Super Bowl champion, Chris Long. Still to come. Falcons quarterback, Matt Ryan. And now... Rich, you gotta move on. It's Rich Eisen. Oh, my gosh. That's such a long time ago where Matt Ryan told me to move on, and you'd think that uh, because I kept on trying to nickname him something that I would keep trying. But Chris Brockman, I'm about to prove to you my my word, my discipline here on hour number three of the program. That's been highly entertaining at this point, if you don't mind me saying. Uh, Dan <laughs> Patrick. Thank you. Thank you, TJ Jefferson. Yeah. Dan Patrick joined us in hour number one. Chris Long in hour number two. And to kick off hour number three, with so much going on in the news, certainly with the draft in the NFL and how the draft can affect the mindset of a veteran quarterback if the team decides to choose a quarterback as his successor in the draft in the first round and how things can sort of spin out of control. With that at the backdrop is our next guest on the line, Chris Brockman. Yes, he is. He is entering his 14th year in the National Football League, the 2008 draft choice out of Boston College of the Atlanta Falcons. Joining us here on this May Day on the Rich Eisen Show, Matt Ryan. How are you, Matt? Rich, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure to have you on. So um, what what does a May mid-May day in 2021 look like for you right now, Matt? Uh, it's pretty nice here in Georgia. Okay, that's Weather's good. Weather's good. A good start. <laughs> I, I had uh, a little workout this morning on the field with the with, with the team, uh, you know, going through some of the new systems, throwing a little bit this morning, and then uh, some some virtual meetings this afternoon. So, uh, not a bad little not a bad little Tuesday. So, what is it like um, learning something new ish? What is it like having a, a new coach, new system being brought in in a way? What do you got for me? On that. That's exciting, yeah. you know, and, and I think new-ish is probably the right way to put it. I think there is, uh, you know, some some carryover from some offensive systems that, that I've been in the past. Uh, Arthur Smith has, has worked with, you know, Matt LaFleur, who was obviously here uh, as a quarterback coach for us in 2015 and 16, but he also worked with Mike Malarkey and Terry Robisky, uh, which were two guys that you know, we're here. Mike was my first offense coordinator in the league, and Terry was wide receiver coach here for, you know, eight years with me. And so uh, two guys that I know well. So there's there's a lot of kind of um, a carryover between multiple systems that, that I've played in uh, throughout my career. So there is a lot uh, in here with which you're already familiar or is being kept in because you're familiar with it, and this is your um, offense the Atlanta Falcons moving forward here. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some new things, some some things that uh, are are different for sure. And the terminology is a little bit different, but uh, at some point, you know, there's a lot of people do a lot of the same things. And so you're you're just trying to translate, uh, you know, concepts that you've run before into new names and and making sure you know it. And uh, 
it's been fun though. It's uh, I think at this point in your career, the longer you get, uh, a little bit of of a jolt of new and a little bit of having to work on things that, that kind of invigorates you and gets you going this time of the year. Matt Ryan here on the Rich Eisen Show. You mentioned a jolt of something new, um, and yet uh, the word jolt could have been a completely different ball of wax had the fourth overall pick been somebody other than Kyle Pitts, who I want to get to in a moment. Um, where did you watch the draft, Matt Ryan? Where did you watch that? Walk me through your draft night. Uh, it was not not that exciting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just at home. Uh, so it came on. We put the kids down. We've got twin boys. Put them down, and I watched just just my wife and I. So it was low key. Um, but uh, yeah, not 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 a great story behind it. Just on the couch like everybody else watching uh, on a Thursday night. But I think you you you're a, you're a smart man. You know where I'm I'm driving at here. Did did you know? Going into that night, it was going to be Kyle Pitts. Did they clue you in at all on what was going to happen draft night atop the draft, Matt Ryan? No, not really. You know, I, I, I think they were up front the entire time, uh, right from the start, as they were with, with all of our players, uh, you, you know, saying that they're going to evaluate this draft, find the player that they think is, you know, the, the best fit and, and the best for us moving forward. Uh, and it's your responsibility as players, regardless of who we draft, to, to go show us that you're the right person you know, for the position. And so uh, I think I was treated the exact same as, as everybody else in our building. Um, you know, but I was, I was certainly excited when, when it was Kyle. Uh, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. Right. Uh, and, and fired up that he was going to be a part of our building. So, um, again, communication, and this is what I find so fascinating about your scenario and situation, for the lack of better uh, terms, Matt Ryan, is, you know, there there is another MVP quarterback uh, sitting up in Wisconsin, and we are all consumed by what may be going on between him and the front office because the communication apparently was not there for him on a draft night in 2020. And so w- what what else can you tell me about the communication that was between Arthur Smith, Terry Fontenot, maybe even... Arthur Blank and you, Rich McKay and you, to make sure that you were clued in as much as possible so they, you, you understood what was happening here with you having a, a window of opportunity left in the league that's on the back nine, if you will, Matt. What can you share yeah, about think, that? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think they were all open and honest, <laughs> You know, all, all four of those people that you mentioned, and, and they said, "Listen, we haven't made any decisions, but we're, we feel like we're going to draft this person, and uh, that that is the best player available for us at this spot. And whether that's quarterback, whether that's defensive player, whether it's tight end, whatever that may be, you know, that's what we're going to do. But there is also, you know, communication that we believe that that you can play for us. Uh, we're excited about that, and and so." You know, while it's not always necessarily exactly what you want to hear uh, from coaches, I think as long as they're up front with you, to me, that's always been, you know, all you can really ask for. And, you know, I've been very lucky in my career to always have that here in Atlanta. And and that hasn't changed with a new regime coming in. I think they're very open and and up front with me. And I appreciated that right from the start. Yeah, I mean, Arthur Smith and the two times I've interviewed him strikes me as... There's, <laughs> there's no smoke and mirrors. Like literally, he's it's right there on his sleeve, on his chest, in his mouth. 
what comes out. That that's what struck me a couple of times. I'd never interviewed him before he became the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Matt. Yeah, he he strikes me very much the same way, and, and I appreciate that. I think, you know, I think you appreciate it more too. The longer you've been around, the older you get. Just just be upfront with me, you know, and and uh, and I think those guys and Arthur Blank and and our entire organization has has done that, you know, has done that for me. But I I think he's really consistent with all the players right now, and uh, that's something that. You know, I, I think you get on our Zoom meetings and, and you get a feel for, for how things are going to be run. And, and I think that's very much uh, the point he is getting across. So when Kyle Pitts gets drafted, your what was your what was your draft? Like if we had a camera on your draft, your draft home scene with you and your wife, what would what would we have seen once Kyle Pitts got drafted, <laughs> Matt? I think my wife was more fired up than me. She was Sarah, <laughs> Sarah was ready to go, uh, you know, and yeah, it might have been an expletive or something like that. I don't know what. <laughs> let's but, let uh, LFG. Could, could have we had we could have had an LFG yeah, in the Ryan household? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, right. So something right up that alley. <laughs> uh, but it was. Uh, we, I mean, obviously excited, and, and in in those situations. You know, I've been in that situation too, and uh, you know where you're up there at the draft. I was in New York, and um, you know, you know, it's such a game changer for for that kid who's getting drafted and what their night looks like and what you know next week. And so, uh, you're excited for him, but also selfishly, you're excited to to add a you know, uh, hopefully a, a great player for us that um, you know can can help us win games here. So Matt Ryan here on the Rich Eisen Show, you said you just done some throwing. Have you thrown to him yet? Have you seen him? I have, yes. What's that? What I mean, everybody keeps saying that he is just a you, matchup nightmare does not actually do justice what he does or what he looks like, what he can do. What about from your point of view, Matt Ryan? Well, you know, I've been lucky. I've played with I've played with some some really good players, you know, in, in my career. And the, the consistency I would say that he has to some of these really good players is that he's eager to learn. And he wants to do it right, and and he's and he's wired in that way. And to me, obviously, his skill set is incredibly impressive. You know, that's why he was drafted fourth. And you know, you can see that just from watching him play in college. I mean, it's it's impressive. But I think the thing that that fires me up is you know he's 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 locked in. He's engaged. You know, when when he's out there on the field, when it's time to work, he's ready to go. Uh, and that's a similar quality that that all of the really good players that I've been around in my career have had, and so that gives him a chance. Uh, he's got a long way to go. There's no question about that. But he's got the right mindset, the the right kind of energy and uh, mental energy uh, that I think it takes to to be really good in this league. No, and I, and I look, I, I know he's just a rookie, and I know you've thrown to Tony Gonzalez. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I know those are two essentially for the position of tight end, maybe the two polar opposites on the spectrum you can possibly get between rookie and 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 TG. So yeah. But, I think it's, a, it's it's just hard to put an expectation on somebody right uh like that. And 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 the 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 message that I'll always hammer home to him is not about, you know, how gifted Tony was. I mean, he's incredibly gifted, unbelievable. Uh but how he worked, what the day-to-day was like, why he was good. You know, that that's that, those are the things that, you know, I feel like I can help him with moving forward. Having been a, a, around guys like that, that were so consistent week in and week out, you know, what their practice routine looked like, how they got themselves ready to go, how they took care of themselves. Those are always the things 
you know, that, that, that I'll be able to, you know, pass along and connect him with Tony and, and that, that'll be things that, that will help him be more consistent as he moves forward. No doubt. And then at wideout, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, you and Kyle Pitts together. I mean, have you just even for a moment thought, um, while you're driving in the car or just a, a quiet moment? My gosh, <laughs> this, is, this is amazing, potentially, what I've got here uh, set up for me um, as I'm entering year 14 of my NFL career. No doubt. You, you know, really appreciative of... of you know, where I'm at going into year 14, the guys I have around me, um, you, you know, this is that's what you dream of as a player. You, you want to play with great players. You want to be on great teams. You want to do those kind of things. We've got a long way to go to get there. And we got a lot of things that, that you know, it takes more than, than just, a you know, a, a couple of guys on the outside to win football games. We've got a lot of things that, that we've got to do to get better. Uh, but we certainly have some pieces uh, that fire me up. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about that. Well, you know what I mean. If in case you want to have a shorthand for it, uh, Matt, and you know it's you and Calvin and Julio and Kyle Pitts, um, I think you should just refer to yourselves as the Pittstastic Four. <laughs> what do you think, Matt? You're the king of you're the king of coming out with perfect nicknames. Well, I appreciate it, you saying you've been that. Doing it for years. I do have a reputation. Um, certainly, yeah, you're being too nice. Certainly. No, no, stop. Be quiet. You may not chime in. I've been cultivating this caper. Stop it. I even have, uh, I, I even had my crew mock up uh, a comic book cover, Matt. There it is on the screen. Uh, all four of you on the heads of the Fantastic Four. Um, you can't. I, I gotta see this. I gotta see this. I gotta get a, a tape of this. I'm on the phone right now. No, I so understand I that. Uh, trust me, Matt. It's coming your way. Um, uh, but just so you understand, um, uh, Kyle Pitts is Mister Fantastic because he can stretch defenses with his amazing catch radius and incredible wingspan. Uh, Julio Jones is the Human Torch because he can fly down the field and burn secondaries all day long. The Invisible Man is Calvin Ridley because he can disappear from the from a uh, defensive back site right off the line, only to reappear with the ball in the end zone. And uh, you are the thing, uh, Matt, <laughs> because your stone-like skin makes you resistant to blitzes and perfectly reasonable nickname suggestions. So, wow. That's the pitch. Do you really, though? Do you, please tell me. This is important. Do you love well, it? i got to see the graphic. <laughs> I, I don't have the graphic. Well, just me. I've, conceptually. I, I've got to see the graphic first, but I'll, I'll be honest with you. You sound like you've given us quite a bit of thought. So <laughs> a, lot, a lot more than the natural. A lot more than the natural. I've got nothing better to do, Matt. It's mid-May. You know what I'm saying? Yes, but the, I hear you. But the Pitstastic Four, it's got a ring to it. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, well done. Thank you. That's all I'm looking for. That's all I'm looking for. I told my wife I was going to do this. She goes, please don't do it. <laughs> yes, my wife's from the Boston area, you know, like, and she's she's got the LFG in her, too, and she's just yeah. she's telling me no, but I'm, I only know one speed. Speaking of which, um, did you see Michael Vick? Did, did you see Michael Vick running a 40-yard dash of 4-7 uh, and change at age 4 flat? For him, yeah, Mike. Mike only knows one speed too. All gas, <laughs> all gas. He, uh, he he can still move. That was impressive to see that. Did you? Yeah. So, what was your forty time back in the day? 
Did you run one? It was, it was never 4.7. I know that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the best I ever did was like 4.8.9, something like that, just under 4.9, which right? I was pretty proud of. You should be. Wow. Chris, is that the one? Nailed it. 4.8.9, Matt Four, Ryan. Well Matt! There you go. That's you impressive. Never you never forget that one time you broke 4.9. <laughs> and don't cheat you on the 100th of a second. <laughs> no doubt, man. That was That's, a big deal. That is a big... Uh, 4.8.9, isn't that amazing? It's just one 100th of a second, but 4.8.9 sounds so much faster than 4.9 flat. It really does work that way. 100%. 100%. Hey, Matt, thanks for the time. Really appreciate you every time you call into the show. And uh, let's do it during training camp and before, again, your 14th season in the NFL uh, um, I appreciate the time. Thank you. Sounds good, Rich. Look forward to connecting then. That's it. That's Matt Ryan, at M underscore Ryan02 on Twitter, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. So, what do you think? Well, I was pretty surprised that he wasn't given a heads up by the Falcons. Uh, Why? Before drafting Kyle Pitts. That's not what I'm referring to. But oh, <laughs> That's not what I'm referring to. You shouldn't be surprised about that, that they didn't, they, they basically told him, you know, things he doesn't want to hear, which is like, we're, you know, we're, we're looking at everything and yeah. we, we think you can still play here and I believe in you and we don't know how the draft is going to go and we're going to take the best player available for the Atlanta Falcons. And, and they did. And he said that sometimes you don't like hearing what you're being told, but at least you're being told that. Right. You know? And he's a much happier camper employee employee o2 is pretty <laughs> yeah. happy right now he's very happy because because uh, there's employee eight employee what 11 employee what, 17 is that what uh, ridley's number is Ridley's 17 i think so, I think so. right or 18 uh, 18 that's right 18 that's right that's the pitstastic four I think you did a very good job researching this. And Smitch did an incredible job and coming the, up with this artwork. And the mock-up is really cool. Uh, I'm interested to see if Matt does indeed print these out and hang them in everybody's locker. Which I have been told after he just hung up. I've just been informed. That's what he plans to do. We have sent it on to Atlanta. I like that. I like that. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, the guys... Take to this more positively than Matt has in the past. Here's the issue that I've found, okay, just in the last couple of minutes putting together everything, is it's being named after a rookie who hasn't played it down yet. You know what I mean? Like all the excitement over pits that we heard from the talent evaluators leading up to the draft from Bucky Brooks to to uh, David Shaw of Stanford, yeah. who, you know, basically doesn't show much of a pulse, and then when he gets excited about something, it really makes a difference. All of that. He still now has to prove it on the field. Right. That's why Matt Ryan, hey, he's a matchup nightmare. He wasn't like, God, he's a physical specimen. It's something we're going to absolutely have a great season together. I can't wait to throw to him. I think he's going to be terrific. He's like, you know, he's got... Let's pump the he kind of was like... Yeah. He, he, he was kind of like cool for school. And that's where I, I basically said, no, I understand he's a rookie and you've thrown to Tony Gonzalez before. He, Matt's too nice a guy to be Rich, Rich, have you heard of Tony Gonzalez? <laughs> have you heard of the most prolific tight end of all time? Have you heard about that guy? Yeah, I threw to him. Do you know how he didn't play a playoff game in, uh, in Kansas City? You know, you heard about that? Came to Atlanta, a little bit of a different story. Yep. So that's my problem. So like, is, is he going to be all yeah, in right. on him 
two well-established Alabama Crimson Tide wide receivers there in SEC country welcoming the Florida Gator and calling an offense the Pitts-tastic four. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't go with the Matt-tastic four. Sticking with Matt's name. Matt, but it's... Fantastic I don't think it's got a good... It's got, it's got, it doesn't have a good ring. Neither did the Matt roll. I, I think I agree, though. I think Matt-tastic. Oh, no. Uh, the Matt roll is no. over. No, it is not. <laughs> No. No. We have Rich, some nice parting gifts for you. But you will not win the match. Right? We have some nice right. parting gifts for you. <laughs> but it wasn't. The Pitstastic Four. He didn't like reject it or I brush it aside. Not like the match, which he was yeah, never exactly. into. Never into. He was never into it. However, this one he was uh, kind of into. I, like it. It. I have to agree with you, Rich. I think I, I would have said the Matt-tastic Four because he's the quarterback. The Matt-tastic Four. Still time to, yeah. you know. And not to it. nitpick either, but as a comic book fan, I probably would have put Matt in his Mr. Fantastic. We were put- talking about, Smitch and I actually spent time in our lives as, as, as professionals and also, <laughs> you know, husbands and d- dads. <laughs> like, we've actually take, we actually did hash this out a little bit. It's just as a comic book Yesterday, we hashed it out. No, yeah. and he's like, you know, I'm like, we, we have to put, he, you know, Mr. Fantastic is the... The head guy. He's the leader. He's the, he's like Reed Richards, one of the smartest men on earth. I understand that, but don't you think though that Kyle Pitts is going to be at say, the end of the day? I would say this Pitts is the Pitts is more like the, Ben Grimm's the thing because he's big, he's violent, he's an unstoppable force. See now, here's the thing: is that I don't know anything about comic. Books, if so. you guys were more supportive of me, <laughs> all right. I mean, if don't play guys, don't play no, victim here. No, no. If you guys were more supportive of me in my natural attempts, I would have included you in this. But like, Rich, what's the best way to go about it? And then you could have given me these two cents. But you guys have so been against me. Yes. Ah, against come me. On. No, 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 no. For good Forget reason. Forget about not being supportive. But for you good reason. You haven't even been neutral. You haven't done the Switzerland thing. You have been so against me. I couldn't even include you I in the process. I haven't said anything about it, really. I mean, yeah, you've been more part so, of it. You've been part of it. I mean, you're, you're, you're the least vocal part of it, but you've been part of it. You've I'm been part fully anti match. Yeah. You've been you, because he rejected it not once, not twice, not three times, at least four or five times over the de- over the last you decade. Move on. See, but the Mattastic Four is better than the it, natural because you're getting other his teammates involved. Which as the a team first player, four. but he can't get behind it if it's like he's in front. I don't. Whatever. It was all right. Though. You know what? You Stop. It. Don't even go higher register. A, that's a that's a insulting. A don't insult me. Effort. Don't insult me. You guys are insulting. A C note. Just watch. This is going to go on T-shirts in Atlanta. It's going to be lit. <laughs> I, I. By the way, I hope so for you. That would be great. That'd be great. Well, you know who. Do Get Sarah on the phone. She's the Falcon fan in your household. Get her on the phone. Oh I want her on the God. phone by the end of this segment. Like right now? Yeah. I know. I understand she might actually be working and making comedy with David Spade she right now. She is getting ready for a, a business call this afternoon. Well. Like, it, like in the next half hour. But what more well, important need matter minutes. of business is there than this, Chris? I'm sorry well, if you're trying just, to make ends her meet her in her career. career. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's not a big deal. <laughs> All right, let's this will take help a break. Take her mind. This is your career, man. You're actually helping, you know. We'll take a break. We'll be back on the Rich Eisen Show in a matter of moments here on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. 
Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Where did the nickname Showtime come from? Uh, it was my godfather, Troy Hawkins. Him and my dad, but really him. Every, they, they would watch me play, and I would make the diving plays and stuff like that in baseball. And they said it, it, that I was always it was Showtime when I was on the field. And so they always used to call me Showtime, especially my godfather, LaTroy. LaTroy Hawkins. That is a name I have not heard in a while. Yeah, yeah. That's a Minnesota Twins connection with your dad, right? Yes, Pretty yes much sir. He, uh, he came up a little bit after my dad, and my dad kind of took him under his wing, I think. And then LaTroy ended up having a great career where he played, I think, 21 years in the big leagues. I mean, he played forever, it seemed like. And uh, he, I've, I've stayed in touch with him forever. He still comes to a lot of my games, even now. And uh, he, he's been someone that uh, has been a great, another great mentor for me. Okay, Patrick. Um, look, I appreciate you calling in here greatly. And I appreciate the text exchange that I had with you the other day <laughs> where you were gentle in rejecting my suggestion to give you a new nickname of the patrol. I really appreciate that patrol. <laughs> it was it was a good idea. I mean, I just kind of was playing down the nicknames as much as possible as I uh, at that point. So it's okay, great. So you're saying you're <laughs> saying it works for you. No, 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 hold on a second. You you're saying that it's not a judgment on the actual creativity of the nickname. It's just you attempting to be humble, tamping down any of the accolades right now because you're focused on winning is that what you're saying well yeah i mean just for me in general i mean it's it's all about the football it's all about the team and so i know that the nicknames are a cool thing to do with the uh, social media and everything that's around right now but uh for me it's all about just being a, 
a teammate and someone that's just a part of this organization and a part of a team that wants to win. So if you had an ego, let's just, let's just again, let's put it in a box here. You have an ego. You don't care about being humble at all. You're just, you're just pounding your chest. Nickname of the Patrol. Do you like it? <laughs> be honest. Be honest. I don't know. I've had so, there's been so many nicknames that have came out lately, and uh, I'm just going to kind of keep it at just Patrick right now. You're being polite. I like it. <laughs> How you're being. Yeah, thank you, though. I appreciate it. That was fun with uh, Patrick Moe. Hey, man, I tried, um, and I failed miserably once again. I'm going to give up that ghost. <laughs> I'm going to give up that ghost. And, Until someone else and, and named I Pat or say, Matt I will just say, I will just say to all the Pats and Matts of the world, I'm waiting for you. Show up, shine out, and see if you deserve it. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen show for the full archive of our show, including my attempts. Many of them misses on trying to pawn off this uh, punny nickname on somebody. <laughs> Earning me best dad ever still here <laughs> on the Rich Eisen show. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. If you're on hold, stay on hold. We'll take your calls in a matter of moments. But uh, I just uh, attempted to uh, give a nickname to the Atlanta Falcons quarterback, Matt Ryan, who I've been trying to dub the Matchwell for quite some time. Um, and I'm, I'm taking the old Letterman saw of taking a joke, beating it into the ground, and then talking about it a hundred more times in a row. So there's a lot at stake here. There's a lot at stake here. I'm making a, 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 a comic gambit. Um, I'm playing this thing out all the way. I'm stringing this thing out for a very long time. Still going. Uh, just tried to pawn off the pitstastic four on Matt Ryan because you guys here on this show don't support me in any of these ventures. I tried to hi- I hit it from you too, and you're now saying it'd be funnier if it's the Matt-tastic four. Kyle Pitts, Julio yeah, Jones, Calvin Ridley, yeah. and Matt Ryan. Yeah. So um, I decided to ask you to yeah. do what you should do for this show because there's only one person we know who is not only uh, a diehard Atlanta Falcon fan correct but also funny correct and an expert in comedy and comedy writing absolutely and that is the mother of your child Sarah Tiana how are you Sarah I'm good how are you well I'm I'm conflicted I'm not gonna lie Sounds like it. I'm conflicted and uh, also in need of support, but also ready to have yet another hammer dropped upon me uh, when it comes to all of this. So um, what do you think of the nickname, The Pitstastic Four? And I don't know if you've seen the artwork, but we've made up we've made up the Fantastic Four with the faces of Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, and Matt Ryan on it. I'll give you the floor, Sarah. What do you think comedically? What the do you think? Pitstastic. I mean, Pitts is just a hard uh, name. Right. (laughs) You know, uh, you're going to get a lot of feedback. You know, when you're coming up with names for a child, you wouldn't call him Pitts because armpits, cockpits, all that good stuff. Understood. Uh, The shorthand could be very unfortunate. But just comedically, (laughs) as the joke, what do you think of the joke? Is it better as the Matt-tastic four or the Pitts-tastic four? What do you think? What's better? Well, the Matt-tastic four, I think, makes more sense. (sighs) Because he's in charge of them, and uh, it also rhymes with fan. You're trying to rhyme with fan. I guess. Right? Yeah, that's true. I'm trying to make I, it a real pun. Something has to rhyme. Okay. So. Right. Well, yes. Yeah, so the Matt Tastic Four and the Pits. Ta- okay. So should I change it? Should I go back, or it's already done? We've we've branded this already. Is it over? <laughs> Help no, me. I mean, I think if you keep using it long enough, it'll eventually take off. You know, like you said, that's your 
David Letterman rule. It's also called the South Park rule of 50, I believe. What is that again? Uh, what is that again? The South Park rule of 50. Okay. Which is, you know, just like if you do it, it, it becomes annoying. And then after a while, it becomes the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> so, Chris, you've been <laughs> sitting across from me for quite some time. How close to 50 am I on this? Well, uh, what's the odometer? What's well, the mat? What's the natural it's odometer? Been year eleven of Matt. I don't know if Matt's going to play till he's fifty, so we're halfway home. Okay, probably so. Okay. I mean, it also feels like like the Fantastic Four. Like, there's a lot to hang on Pitts because he's new. You know what I mean? And I'm not sure if he's worthy of a nickname yet. We're going to have to see. Oh, don't play this one off. He's going to be great, <laughs> and you know it. No. And he's. Come on. Really? I'm very excited, but, like, why not call them the Revengers? You know what I mean? Or something like that, you know, where it's like we're out for revenge. We got so close to a Super Bowl and lost. Don't you have to turn the page on that eventually, Sarah? What do you think? (laughs) Yeah. I don't think if it happened to you, you would turn the page. I mean, you haven't turned the page on the natural in four years. (laughs) Touche. Touche. No doubt about that. Okay, so... What do I do? Just uh, do I really drop it? I don't think so. I'm going to keep going. Um, but so do I call Matt back and say you're now the Matt-tastic for or what? What do I do? What do I do? I definitely like Matt-tastic for. Yeah, sure. Call him back for okay. sure. Tell him I said to call you back, uh, okay. to call him back. But um, Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, I think in comedy, you know, you just uh, lean into it. Okay. But I definitely think in puns, you know, you want to rhyme. I think Matt-tastic sounds more like fantastic. Okay, they'll have to figure that one out. Hey, before I let you go, did you see Georgia's first game has already been announced coming up? Oh, no. Yep. Who is it? Saturday night uh, of Labor Day weekend, so that, that's going to probably be Fowler and Herb Street in the booth. Georgia versus Clemson, right out of the gate. Oh, Look out. Cool. Look out. <laughs> Look out. All right. Sounds good. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if we can give a Dabo a dab on the head and and get out of there with a win. That would be great. Okay. You know, now that he's uh, one quarter, one good quarterback down, that would be. It's an. Never know. All right. Well, go back to what you were doing. Thank you, Sarah. Sorry to take you out of your day, but thanks for joining. Oh no, no, thanks for having me. You're the best. That's Sarah Tiana. Great job, babe. See you later. There you go. Georgia Clemson is the first Saturday night game. ABC and ESPN have announced it. Alabama versus Miami. Saturday of Labor Day weekend. Oh, man. And then after that's over, Georgia and Clemson. Then Sunday night, Notre Dame, the Florida State Seminoles. And then Monday, Louisville versus Ole Miss. They're putting... They're... they're, they're putting Ole Miss on a Monday night because oh, you cannot get enough lane. of Lane <laughs> yeah, Kiffin. Lane time. <laughs> That's your Labor Day weekend of college football games. I love that. And here's the thing about the Saturday. Now, put it up one more time if you don't mind, Hoskins. Look how much time they're putting in between. There's no shot that Clemson and Georgia's kickoff won't be delayed. Oh. Four hours. Yeah. No shot. College I will football. take it right now. I'll take it right now. College football Georgia and, so and Clemson will either start on time on ESPN2 or ESPN instead of ABC. No shot. That, that's a four, that four-hour window is enough time. No way.
that's the thing about college football that drives me nuts. Can you believe that? Four hours apart, well, and it's probably not enough time. Forty-five minutes. Four, yeah, because both well, both fans got to get out there, yeah. right? Crazy talk. Crazy talk. But I can't wait for it. Oh, mm-hmm. countdown has begun. I don't even know what Michigan's starting off this year. I have no earthly idea. I have no idea. Notre Dame, huh, Mike? Is that what you're going to be Sunday yeah, night of Labor yeah, Day yeah, weekend? Yeah, you're yeah, going to make yeah, sure the yeah, boat's yeah, not there because yeah, yeah. you're such a diehard Notre Dame fan? I don't only You'll watch them when they're on NBC. Is that, oh, look at you. Right, what a company, Your first man. game is I'm Western kidding. Michigan no. this year. Right? All right. Western we got the directional. Like, what are they putting them on? Tough schedule. First four games at home. <laughs> Dude, you do that every year. I know. Stan in Austin, Texas, been hanging on forever and a day. What's up, Stan? Rich, hey. So... I'm glad you had Chris Long on because I think he I think he gave you a better way to talk about this whole uh, Aaron Rodgers thing in terms of wanting a seat at the table. Yes, because every time people in your position compare uh, Aaron Rodgers to Tom Brady, and I can say this comfortably as somebody who rooted against Tom Brady in every Super Bowl except yes. for last year. Yes, Aaron Rodgers ain't Tom Brady. Oh gosh. So so if he wants what Tom Brady has. If that's the reason, he shouldn't get it. But well, if the idea is that franchise quarterbacks get a seat at the table, then that that's fair. Yes. So hold on a second, Stan, because you've been hanging on a long time. Mike, don't hang up on him, okay? I want to hash this out with I him. Won't. Look, nobody's on Brady's level. Nobody. You know what I mean? Like forevermore, forevermore, quarterbacks will will have to be reevaluated on all-time great and Brady great. There's only one Brady great, and it's Brady. That's it, you know? And he is, he, he may wind up doubling up Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw. He may double them up. So we can't, you know, you can't sit here and say it. So, but but Rodgers is an all-time great. He has played 16 years for one of the all-time great franchises. He's won a Super Bowl. He could win as many as Bart Starr. If he wins one in Green Bay, he can surpass Bart Starr and Favre with a 17th season in Green Bay. Okay, so he is an all-time great, and when you have an all-time great for your franchise, you must cater to him. It is simply that simple. And by catering I, I, to him, I, I, I think I, I think you're right, and I and I think that that is I, I think that that is a rational way to explain why he might have a reason to to be upset. So, but but but, but Aaron Rodgers isn't going to sit context the, of. He wants what Brady wants. Yeah, he does. If if it's that he wants what Brady wants, too bad. You don't get it. You're not Brady. Well, I mean, but nobody's going to be Brady is what I'm saying to you, Stan. You know, No one is going I to agree. be Brady. But what he is going to be is an all-time great quarterback for his franchise that he has put 16-some-odd yeah. years into and that he wants to have a seat at the table or whatever it is. He deserves to have it in the same way that Brady just arrived at a new franchise that is giving him every possible seat at the table to have, whether he's receiving a text from the general manager saying, what do you think, to you know, uh, him saying to the general manager, how about this guy, how about that guy? Now it helps to have future Hall of Famers be the how about this guy, how about that guy, and Gronk and Antonio Brown. Sure helps to have that, but put it all well, together. It, it, and, and, Aaron Rod- and, 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 it all, and it also helps that even if, those, even, even if all the championships aren't in Tampa, Tom can say, I got a lot of these. I right. know how to get you there. 
Aaron or you, you don't anybody think... else can't make the same claim. I, I'll give you this one because I looked it up. Okay. Tom Brady's seven and three in Super Bowls. Roethlisberger, Wilson, Mahomes, Rogers, Foles, Flacco, seven and three in Super Bowls. So I just say if if you want to make a case for Rogers, make a case for Rogers, but it can't be predicated on Brady because he's not Brady. Thanks for the call, Stan. Appreciate it. No one's going to be Brady, and not a single quarterback uh, atop their flow chart like Rogers is going to sit here and say, "Yeah, I, I'm." You know, maybe I shouldn't attempt to get what I want because, you know, hey, I'm not on Brady's level. You think Aaron Rodgers sits there and thinks he's not on Brady's level? No. Of course he does. He thinks he's on Brady's level. Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, yeah. We're yeah. saying the same thing, but yeah. ar- sounding like we're arguing, which yeah, is no. what an East Coast upbringing will give you. We're not arguing. <laughs> like, I agree with you. You know what I mean? Like, so. He's got a point, though. You can think that, but. Yeah, but you're not. But then, you're but not. Guys got seven so chips. But like, like I told you, as the host of Game Day Morning, if somebody is added to our roster and they don't reach out to me and say, "What do you think?" I will make a phone call to say, "Why didn't you ask?" And if they go ahead and hire somebody, knowing that my contract will be up at a certain time that is ready to take my job, I will call them up and say, what are you doing? And I might not have nearly as many Emmys as Bob Costas, but that's not going to prevent me from asking for what I think I deserve. I mean, Rogers is not going to be sitting around and saying what Stan is saying. Well, I don't have, I mean, or, or the Packers say, yeah, you're not Tom Brady, so go pound sand. Because he's still a first ballot Hall of Fame. Bottom line is, it doesn't matter how many championships Brady has. And it doesn't matter how many championships Ben's going to wind up with or Rodgers is going to wind up with. Or Prescott. No, no, no. Not yet. I think you know what I'm saying. They're all going to have the same line on their resume forevermore in the place where people visit to find out about the forevermore of football. First ballot Hall of Famer. That's the same thing. They'll all be known as that. They are an equal in that regard. We'll take a break. There has been um, one of my favorite actors from one of my favorite movies has passed away. And we will attempt to do him justice when we come back on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com eisen. 
Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. During the filming of The Outsiders, you turned 18 and the other boys in the cast pranked you by trashing your hotel room by saran wrapping the toilet and spraying fire extinguishers into the room. Is that a true story? Absolutely true. It was like, that was my college experience. I was uh, turning 18. It would have been the equivalent of going away from home for the first time. And that's my fraternity. Those guys are my frat brothers. What a shot into that the, is. Into this day. cross, man. Jeez, yeah. look at that. It's a good group. Look how tough Tom Cruise is trying to look in that photo. <laughs> Dude, Tom Cruise was such a baller. He was, he was, he was probably my, one of my closest friends, and he was so great. And he, I always looked up to him, and he always had these cool things that he would come up with. And I remember he, he was the first guy that ever came up with this conceit of tightening the titles of the movies he was in to make him sound badass. Like, like he did this, you know, the football movie, All the Right Moves. Yeah. But yeah, man, when I was making moves, I, uh, <laughs> and I was like, he's That's a baller. badass. It's baller. It's so baller. But then, you know, it was a problem when he'd be like, yeah, when I was making cocktail, it was kind of a, you know, and I, I, I liked no, <laughs> the other one's no good either. He's long. Yeah, when I was in tail. When I was in tail, you can't do it either way. Can't do it either way. Yeah. It's no good. <laughs> so you'd, you'd go like wing? Is that what you do when you did TV? Right, no, when, when I was doing wing? West. When you were in West. You know, Mar- when, when, uh, when Marty Sheen and I were doing West. Um, you know, on the set of Boy, me and yeah. Chris Farley. <laughs> no, yeah, when I was on Boy, um, in Oxford Blues, sets up uh, just blues. See, it's important to choose. If you choose the wrong one, it's not as good. It, there's it's, always one that's cooler. <laughs> like which is like like when I was doing recreation, yeah. Does it? But if I'm doing no. parks, right? Instead of parks, you're doing parks. Yeah, man. Amy Poehler and I in parks. We laughed all the time. <laughs> on parks. On the set of Wayne, I was just you know. And by Wayne. the way, you want to talk about Tom Cruise too? This was the fact that blew our minds when the last uh, Mission Impossible came out, and he was running all oh, over amazing. London, He's, right? Those and the like best a, movies ever. Unlike a broken, a broken ankle that had just amazing. healed or whatever, is that he was he is right now the age in these movies doing this that Wilford Brimley was during Cocoon. That's a fact. That is... That's, boom, like, mind-blowing. That's It's mind-blowing. It's, it, 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 it's, I don't, and I don't know what it is. What makes it mind-blowing is that, that Tom Cruise is doing that at that age, or Wilford Brimley was really that young in Cocoon. I did a movie with Wilford Brimley. He was the first great character actor I ever worked with. It was a movie called Hotel New Hampshire. What are so, we doing on that one? So when you did... Hampshire? Hampshire? No. Hampshire. no, no. When I was doing Hampshire, Lane. <laughs> it's better than Hotel. No. When you did hotel. How about just when I was doing new? When you did new, right? When I was doing new. Hamp. <laughs> when I was working on new with Brimley. <laughs> Gotta be careful because when you play that game, it is tough to get out of that game. Oh boy. 
Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. What a fun show that we've had. Yeah. Uh, Dan Patrick, Chris Long, and Matt Ryan. Uh, do you have the, the remade uh, artwork here? Okay, the Matt-tastic four. Is that better? <laughs> Seriously. Like, there it is, the Matt-tastic four. What it's, do you think? It's better. I. It's better than Pitt's-tastic four, right? I think so. Okay. I think so. So we're going to send this on. Because Matt's the leader. He's the quarterback. You know what this does, too? You know what this does, too? Next time he's on, I'll revisit the subject. There you go. More content. Oh, baby. Don't say we don't support you. You do support me. When it's setting me up to fail. I mean, had we miserable could, if we could have had the You're discussion yesterday, people. we could have had Matt Tastic to start with, and this wouldn't have been. Yeah, yeah but you would have, you would have tried to ta- talk me out of the whole damn thing. Well, yes, that's yeah, you're it. probably yeah, right you're about that. that. <laughs> like Susie, we have your best interest. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah, Rich, because if you fail, that's a reflection on all of us. So I guess, it, like Dan Patrick, like uh, we have a poll question, and uh, the final poll results are, are what, Christopher? Uh, final poll results, who most needs to be freed from their current team? Aaron Rodgers, 46%. And then it goes Zion and then Otani, huh? Zion and, and Otani, 36 and 18. And then like Dan Patrick show, what did we learn today? I learned <laughs> that TJ Jefferson and I first met in 2013 as he drove... Mm-hmm me from one set to another literally just 200 yards but it was pouring rain downpour and um and i learned that chris brockman thinks so little of me that he asked if i sat in the front seat (laughs) or in the back seat that's that's not the implication of my question i literally just asked did you sit in the front seat i know which is again offensive Offensive. Hey, Rich, before you uh, get to what you're about to say, just yes, some sir. good news here. Uh, Adam Schefter tweeted out a little bit ago, Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow, we know, underwent that reconstructive left knee surgery in oh, December. Buddy. Quote, all systems go. Yes. For the season opener against the Vikings on the 12th, according to his doctor. Dr. Neil Elitrosh, one of the most interesting men in the world. Curl and Joe up here in Los Angeles. It's my wife's doctor. He did Susie's knee. Oh. Oh, yeah. We're not Joe messing Burrow, around. Ready to rock. Okay, very good. That's great. Susie tore her ACL? She uh, needed some clean. She did, actually, six months to the day before our wedding. Whoa. Oh. And recently needed some cleanup. Whoa. So, yes. Well, did Susie play sports? I never asked her. That. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, she did. Yeah. Trust me, whenever one of our children does anything athletically well, she talks about how it's from her side of the family. <laughs> I was just going to say, Rich. Yeah. Please. It's not as if, oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you not met the fill-in host, the uh, the guest host of the Rich Eisen Show? Have you not met? <laughs> I mean, my wife? My wife. My wife. My wife. Charles Grodin passed away oh, at the age of 86 yeah. earlier today. Charles Grodin, who um, I grew up enjoying his sense of humor, his dry, deadpan sense of humor, his sort of um, dad sort of sensibility that you would see in uh, a movie like Beethoven about the the big St. Bernard. But if you remember, he was in Heaven Can Wait. He was in some terrific 70s films as well. Um, He was on uh, Broadway as well, a Broadway star. Same time next year about a couple that would meet up once a year, same time next year. Um, But no greater movies, other movies like It's My Turn. I want to mention some of these films as well. Um, Remember The Couch Trip? You remember that movie as well? Woman in Red, The Lonely Guy. But 
My favorite comedy of all time. My favorite comedy of all time. And feel free to at me because you will be dispatched. <laughs> Midnight Run, where he played the Duke, Jonathan Mardukas, and Robert De Niro played the bounty hunter, Jack Walsh, who was hired to bring the Duke back to justice. He was on the lam, running for his life because he had taken money from the mob. And police wanted him to come back, be in custody, and put the mobster in jail. Serrano, who did take the discs. Serrano's got the discs. And just the comedy between Grodin and De Niro in this film and the beautiful relationship between the two men as they went on a coast-to-coast hijinks-related chase away from another bounty hunter who was hired to bring him in, the mob that was trying to kill him before he would be brought to justice by Jack Walsh and man who just died recently, Yafit Kota, the actor yeah. who played Alonzo Mosley, FBI. Being chased by the feds, being chased by another bounty hunter and Marvin Dorfler, another group of mobsters that were trying to chase him down. Just his his way of being so relatable and his sense of humor and his ability to make you smile and laugh and what a great guest he was on talk shows we're seeing him sitting next to Johnny Carson on the screen. He was so relatable. He felt he felt like a a, a family member. Always did like like my parents would be friends with Charles Grodin. Yeah, absolutely. I always got that sense. I don't know why this one's hit me. It really has hit me. Just a sweet nature that we do miss in a daily life. Just a, a, a human. A human being that, um, like the Duke, could laugh, could cry. He hurts. He also wanted to know about Leonese potatoes. And <laughs> also wanted to know why Jack Walsh was so unpopular with the Chicago Police Department. Wanted to fix Jack Walsh as Walsh was taking him away for certain death if he was going to be brought to the authorities. And he tried to leave Jack Walsh behind, and Walsh would come back on the trail, and then they would team up together for the litmus configuration to try and steal $20 bills. The scenes I mean, are just It was so one of the great. greatest buddy movies of all. Of all time. It's up to 48 and hours. It's, it's still... That... It's still, um, it still stands the test of time. Everybody should do themselves a favor... If you haven't seen Midnight Run, if you need to see Midnight Run for a laugh, that's what you should do. And remember the great Charles Grodin, who passed away today at the age of 86. Gosh, I love that movie. It is a beautiful movie. I just watched it a couple days ago. The last scene, you know, again, I don't want to give it away, but it's, it's it's, it's a beautiful movie that's also very profane and laugh out loud funny. Absolutely. That's a, a rare combination, a triple threat. So check that all out. I want to thank Dan Patrick, Chris Long, and Matt Ryan for being on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We'll let you know who's on Wednesday's show when we come back to take you to Brother from Another right here on Peacock. But for those who are taking in this edition of the Rich Eisen Show, thanks for listening. We'll be back here on this Rich Eisen Show radio station, terrestrial and or satellite. 
on Wednesday at noon Eastern time. Back on Peacock in a moment. Don't go anywhere.